Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Beyonce only got a three. Hey, Blue Shirts Breakaway fans. Welcome to another week of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. I'm still trapped in Vegas, so that's why I'm on a phone. Uh, Greg over here survived Hurricane Matthew, and we invited our ghost, our ghost, our ghost, our guest, Alex Hurd, on this podcast to be our debate moderator so we could talk about ISIS and locking each other up. Greg, say hello. Man, I am so distracted by other things that are not podcasts right now. It's really incredible. Greg, is what? Is because the Mets are on? No. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Shots fired. Story story time. Asshat, first of all. Uh, In in prepping for this podcast, I don't know how we got to his Wolf Blitzer Jewish or not, but then it led to a website called Jew or Not Jew, and I've been on here for what? The last 20 minutes, but then we had to go through the Jew rankings of everyone on Jew or Not Jew. By the way, Alex, also say hello. Oh, hey. I'm I'm just surprised to learn that I died as I'm a ghost now, apparently. (laughs) You're our ghost for this podcast. Really appreciate you coming on for this debate and season preview for the Rangers. Uh, Greg is definitely going to do the Jew pound here, so that's good. Um, Gilda Radner right now has the highest score I've seen at a 15. I don't even know. 15. Sandy Koufax is a 14, and Aaron Rodgers is a 5. So, uh, uh, Randy, Randy Macho. So there's that. Today's podcast, we'll be talking about the Rangers season preview. We asked questions in, so we'll be doing that. Uh, since I'm in Vegas, I can't actually read anything, and I'm on my phone, so Alex will be reading us the questions and asking questions he might have for the Raider season. Yeah, that sounds about right. Hold on. Before – I know – well, uh, I just I need to – I just want to look up Abraham Lincoln, and then I'm going to call it a day. Can we Can we guess? Let's do, like, two more. Let's do two guests before we get to serious Ranger talk. Guess Guess Lincoln. Okay, Abe Lincoln's a seven. Oh, oh he's four. a six. He's a oh, six. Oh, good. Honest Abe? Well, now, Honest Abe. Do we, do we know what this is out of, by the way? Because someone's a 15. Is it out of 15? Still have no, still have no idea. That's incredible. Uh, great, great website. Now, the second one I do want to see, I want to see what they give Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus might be a 20. Whatever his uh, Jesus, is it has to be. He's the original Jim. Jesus, I don't think is. Li- oh, hold on, Virgin Mary is listed though. Let's go with okay. Virgin Mary. Well, Virgin Mary's definitely like a one or a two. Uh, Pokey, you want to give a guess? Ooh, I'll go three. By the way, Al- by the way, Alex's name is Pokey. In case anyone was wondering. <laughs> what was that? A four? Uh, three. I want prices right, Ryan. He said two. The Virgin Mary got an eight. Nice. Oh, what? How is she on the Jew score of eight? It's incredible. Because she was Jewish. There, there were only Jews back in this day. You have to remember. Fine, Virgin fine. Mary. Jewish. God's still alive. See, understand. Um, uh, but yeah, G- Jesus is not ranked, unfortunately, which is Pope John Paul II, though. He got a four. 
How? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. He says not do it as possible. All right, we really need to get in this podcast. All we right, got uh, if you guys want to talk I'm, more I'm about closing, do or not do rankings, we'll meet you on the website. So, absolutely, just message us. We'll we'll talk all about it. It's great. You guys, I'm sure we'll talk about it Twitter this week. No, they're gone already. Hokey, well, why don't you get us now, with they're, now they're gone because of just on jewornotjew.com trying to figure <laughs> shit out like we are. <laughs> this is the worst. All right. Pokey, why don't you lead us in and host us a little bit about some questions you have there. All right, so some of these are going to be my questions, and some of them are going to be questions from the Reddit thread that uh, Greg posted in the uh, the Rangers subreddit this morning. Good old Greg. Good old Greg. Yeah, I did work today. I, you know, I was trying to help the team. I had, I, listen, got to wet your beak. Go on. So yeah. the first question is, uh, who are the biggest losses and additions that took place during free agency for the Rangers? And I guess even, like, you know, maybe your favorite new players from that group. Okay, uh, I would love to. Obviously, the biggest uh, biggest loss here is Yandel, but he wanted too much money, and he was too old to get that contract. Uh, I know a lot of people out there wanted to keep Yandel on this team. We gave up a lot for him, including one of my favorite prospects of all time. Uh, it's It sucks to lose a defenseman of that caliber, especially with the offensive firepower that Yandel had. But uh, that's definitely the saddest loss going into this offseason. Now, for, for signings, uh, it's got to be VC. Uh, the, we're, we have someone that's going to not contend for the Calder, but come in here and, and, and bring a lot of energy in life. I was pretty sad and down on this Ranger team until we signed VC, and all of a sudden we just had this stack of forwards that we, we, we came in here and uh, brought some excitement to the team. So I would say those are the big two for me. Uh, well, I will disagree with you on the best addition. I'm all in the Zabinajad train. I really like Mika. I think Mika's going to be great. I don't really understand why the Senators got rid of him. Not only the Senators getting rid of him, but I don't understand why the Senators traded Mika and a draft pick for Derek Broussard. It almost doesn't make any sense. The range, it seems, I mean, it's hard to read so much into preseason stat, stats, but it just, it seems like such a no-brainer trade for the Rangers, and Mika has done everything to impress thus far in the preseason. He's gelled well on the line with Kreider and Pavel. Uh, I think it's going to, I think he's going to have a monster year. I, I, I honestly think if any Ranger is going to get 60 points this year, it's Mika. As far as biggest loss goes, yeah, it's Yandel. I, re- I really don't think there's much of a discussion. Uh, I, I'm still not exactly heartbroken that Yandel is gone, but just looking at what the Rangers are currently have on defense, it's hard to be uh, happy necessarily happy yeah. about his departure. Yeah. So yeah, Yandel Yandel's the guy that um, it sucks that he's gone, but uh, signing. I really think the trade for Mika is going to be the best move the Rangers made all offseason. And I don't think it's going to be close. Moderator, I don't know why Greg gets more time than me, but when he gets two minutes, could you just make sure you stop him? Thanks. Appreciate it. I think it's more you didn't use your two minutes. I just oh, want to know, Ryan, what did you do with the emails? Okay. I, I'm Listen, Greg, I'm going to put you in jail. I know you're my co-host, but I'm going to put you in jail when I win this podcast. Mm. Just letting you know. Yeah, buddy. Just letting you Whatever know. Whatever you say. I'll give three What's points, next? Three points to Kaplan for that one. Uh, moving oh, on. there's a point. There's a point system. All right. Now, now I'm. Oh in. no! Isn't oh no! Now we're fired up. <laughs> now I'm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna stand loomingly behind him for the rest of this podcast. Go on though. So the next question is uh, sort of similarly related. It's from uh, Old Man Herbert or Hair Bear, depending okay. on your nationality. Twenty two from Reddit says teams you're most impressed with in the off season. Who do you think will break out? Who will slump? And if the Rangers miss the playoffs, do they trade Hank, Nash, Zoop, and Fire AV? 
So, uh... You oh, you're gonna take this one, too? Yeah, no, go for it. I went first last time, so you go first this time. That's how the base work. Uh, I gotta say, uh, hard to give... Gotta give credit where credit is due. I really did like what the Devils did this offseason, because I don't think anyone made a better trade than the Devils in getting Taylor Hall. I think Hall... Mm. Uh, well... <laughs> I, what, are you gonna say P.K. Subban? Well, yeah, it's a little bit of spoiler for my side of this, but go on. Um... I do like Subban, and I do think the Predators are going to be a favorite in the Western Conference. But at the same time, Shea Weber is still a decent player. I'm not certain Adam Larson is a decent player. I think the Canadians clearly got a less talented defender for P.K. Subban. But the talent difference and potential, I think, between Taylor Hall and Adam Larson is not even close. Because Adam Larson might have not been good. It just might have been Corey giving him all the props. And Taylor Hall is very good. And the one thing the Devils really needed was offensive firepower. And I think you're going to be hard-pressed to find a better offensive player traded or signed this offseason than Taylor Hall. So I would say the Devils, as far as teams that I think uh, didn't improve or made their team worse, the Canadians are doing. Like, I, I, it, it's going to kind of piggyback off what Ryan's going to say was the best move, but... Uh, at least the Oilers, what they tried to do was get a young defenseman to help because they had so much offensive firepower. They have Nugent Hopkins. They have McDavid. Um, they have a lot of weapons. So Taylor Hall was a luxury for them, a great luxury. I don't know. No team has that kind of luxury. But the Canadians, Shea Weber doesn't make them younger. Shea Weber doesn't make them better. Uh, I think their other big free agent signing was Alexander Radulov, who was a locker room cancer everywhere he went. I don't know what the Montreal Canadiens are doing. Well, Greg, almost... they got rid of they got rid of their locker room cancer in PK Subban. Exactly. I it's I I I don't know what Montreal is doing. I I think Montreal has made themselves a worse team and they've made themselves an older team, so it all confuses me. I'm not I'm I I don't know what the Montreal Canadiens plan is and uh, I mean, it's highlighted by the Subban for Weber trade, but that was one of a handful of questionable moves on their part. So that, that the, my winners would be the Devils, my losers would be the Canadians. And Greg stole a lot of my thunder there. No, no, no just I'm gonna, you know, I just agree with you. I'm just saying uh, the Montreal Canadiens do not look good after that. They actually hate their coach, and it's amazing that they're gonna have to go another year with this coach that they have on the staff. Uh, and the only way they're going to do that is if they have another tanking year and actually need to tank. By the way, they can't entirely tank with Price coming back. So that's going to be tough for them. In a, in a year that has a really deep NHL draft, uh, the Montreal Canadiens definitely want to be in last place, uh, especially see, with the team is in shambles. No, I, I totally disagree. I think the Canadiens are totally thinking they're building themselves a Stanley Cup contender, which makes it even more baffling. I don't think the Canadiens are trying to rebuild or anything well, like I, that. I, they're playing, but I think that's where they would like to be if they were being logical. No, they think that I I don't know. I whatever point you're trying to make, you're not really doing a good job of verbalizing it. Let Great, me just I say, appreciate this it. Person you want to vote for president? Come on, come on. <laughs> Points to Kathleen. I'll give it to him. Uh, that being said, no, they, this team needs to tank if they want to keep rebuilding the way they are. They, like you said, they're a goddamn mess. But they're not going to be able but to. The, again, the, the 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 difference is that they don't think they're a mess. Like. Their, their front office is so bad, they think they're actually building themselves a winner when they're not. Right, and they have a locker room that's spread out. Their goal that going into this offseason wasn't how do we maximize our return for P.K. Subban, how do we rebuild? Their goal this offseason was how do we put together the best team 
to compete for a Stanley Cup title, and which is make their team worse. But they don't think right. they're worse. Like that's that's the disconnect. The Canadians honestly think they've made their team better. And that's, that's literally not. incredible to me. Yeah, literally incredible. Nashville's going to be such a fun team to watch. They're so deep on defense. Uh, their goalie is, is above above average to excellent at times. Uh, and I would I really like their forward depth. So I'm I'm all in on Nashville. And I just wish they would be on national TV a little bit more. But that will not be the case in the small market. No, because who are they going to play on Wednesday night rivalry? Who do you think the, is Nashville's the, biggest the, rival? The Blues? Yeah, like they'll play the Blues, right? I don't know. Yeah, they probably would too. That's actually a good call. Not a bad a bad game. I would watch that game. I probably will. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so th- those are my two teams. You stole a lot of my thunder with the, the Nashville-Montreal. But listen, that, that trade is literally indefensible. That uh, All of Montreal loved P.K. Subban, but for some reason, <clears throat> uh, they, they did not like him in Montreal, probably because he didn't speak French. Uh, and they got him rid of for, got him rid of for pennies on the dollar, and that's he's gonna he's gonna own Nashville. I'll say that. Alex, both your two minutes are way up, so we're gonna take three points off of Ryan. Uh, and then I love this additional <laughs> point from Ryan for trying to give Kaplan points. That's my job. Okay, all right, good. And uh, we'll give six points to Kaplan. So, wow, I am in a hole. You are in a hole <laughs> this is golf, right? Uh, you're also okay. going to both lose four points for missing the second part of the question, which was, if the Rangers miss the playoffs, do they trade Hank, Nash, Zook, and Fire AV? Oh, I think I missed the part of that question because that's ridiculous. Uh, there's no way they trade Hank. Hank's, first of all, Hank can't be traded. He's got a no-movement clause, and he's not leaving. I don't know what to tell you guys. Uh, I love Hank. I want him on this team. He's still in his prime, guys. Uh, Zook, we've talked about trading on this on this podcast. We've taken some flack for it. Uh, if the price is right and the premium defenseman comes in with Zook, you probably – I'd consider it. And I think A.V. still has a long enough leash where he's got an, at least another year if we miss the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to disagree with almost just about everything Ryan said. Uh, Great. If the Rangers miss the playoffs, this, this is the NHL. If any team misses the playoffs or looks like they're struggling, their coach gets the can. The Penguins just won the Stanley Cup after firing their coach. The, N- the NHL, I think their coaches have – the shortest life expectancy in terms of tenure. And I don't know, maybe they all die after three years too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I honestly think if the Rangers miss the playoffs, AV gets fired because responsible for decisions his team has made. Um, I think the Rangers would still love to trade Nash. And I think Hank, as much as I love him, if he sees the Rangers not making the playoffs – the Rangers still saddled with some pretty poor contracts in Stahl, Girardi, and even Nash is going to be 34. Maybe Hank wants his name in that Stanley Cup, and he's only got so many more years to do it. I could see a situation where Hank asks for a trade. Do I want it to happen? No. But if the Rangers struggle, miss the playoffs. And work for a team to miss the playoffs in the East. It's not exactly like the East is a loaded conference. I can see a scenario in which Hank gets traded for sure. Well, what, where do you think he'd go? The stars? Uh, well, the stars are the obvious one because they just don't have any goalie. But I, I, I mean, I, there isn't a team sans the Canadians with a goalie situation that wouldn't be improved by Hank. I mean, the devils, they're the very devils. happy with Corey Schneider, but they're also not a team that would make a move for Hank, like a team that would make a move for Hank. You don't think the you don't think the Blackhawks would 
try and find something crazy. Uh, I don't think the Blackhawks would. Yeah, I really don't. I, honestly, you you don't think I uh, you know. I think I, I think Dallas is the obvious landing spot for for uh, for Hank if he was to go somewhere else. A lot of firepower. Need a goalie the worst way. Probably have some prospects they can throw away and some and uh and maybe even some defensemen. But actually, Dallas defense is not exactly the best. So I don't know what they would what the deal would even be. A lot of draft picks, I would think. But I I just I think there are teams out there with the firepower to make a Hank move, and you know. Maybe if, if if the Rangers get off to a crappy start and the Oilers get off to a raging hot start, you can't see a scenario in which the Oilers might package someone like Ryan Nugent Hopkins for Hank or someone like that? I don't think that. I, there's no way in hell Hank would be like, yeah, I want to go to the Oilers. <laughs> there's no way. He's like, yeah, let me leave New York City real quick. Great. Right, look, man, I'm just saying crazier things have happened. Patrick. Also, Patrick, you just said that, what happens if the Oilers get off to a hot start? They could. Why couldn't the Oilers get off to a hot start? I don't. I don't know. That that team still rubs me the wrong way. Pokey, remind me who the Oilers goalie is. Is that Cam Talbot? There it is. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so that actually goes into the next question of what do you have to say about the accusations that last season Cam Talbot had a better uh, stat line than Hank, and the Rangers made a big mistake letting Cam go, not trading Hank away. Uh, I love this question even more hearing it for the second time. Uh, <laughs> I really – people people don't even understand what I'm saying anymore. Um, <laughs> I, I really, I really, I really hate Cam Talbot. Not because of anything Cam Talbot did, just because Cam Talbot is one of the three been placed in my relationship with you, Pokey, and it just – it makes me – it makes me despise – Makes me despise each other when we when we fight. I don't want to fight. Well, let me answer time. this question this way. Uh, no, Hank is a much better goalie, but Cam did play on his head that entire season and, and uh, had the nice underdog story, fellow beloved, and now he has a great goaltender job in the at the Oilers organization. So I don't think the Rangers made a mistake at this point in time, and I think this question is ridiculous. So the story the story behind the question, right, Pokes? How would you describe your fanhood? Uh, if well, you had to. I think I, it was just at the beginning of the, the 2014 to 2015 season, I was kind of looking to get into hockey and asked uh, some people for recommendations of teams to follow, and obviously you guys suggested the Rangers. So I sort of got into them for that year. Uh, actually went to a couple games, and then Cam took over uh, when Hank got hurt, and Cam played out of his mind. And, you know, I don't have this long-standing love for Hank or any of the Rangers really coming into that, so I just fell in love with Cam and, and watched him be the glorious bastard that he is. <laughs> and we, I, I, I've lost count of how many times Cam Talbot just comes up in conversation when we're talking completely other things. It's kind of incredible. Oh, yes. He, he emerges a lot with an early. Next question. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, let's see. What do we have next here? Uh, a similar question, a question that sort of bleeds into your, you're talking about Yandel leaving. Um, this comes from Silver Swimmer 92 on Reddit. It's kind of a long question, so bear with me. It says, I think it's been made okay. clear over the summer that Gordon either can't find a taker for Girardi or Stahl or wasn't willing to buy Girardi out yet, quite yet. That leaves a pretty significant logjam in the D Corps with eight possible skaters for six spots. We know that the nominees for Oddman out are Holden, oh God, Skajay, Clendening, Shay. Is that it's Shea, first Shea. of all. Okay. With another That's of those, how you pronounce it. With another of those four possibly rotating in and out of the lineup. 
Who would you choose to be the odd man out of those four, and what would you try to do with him? Who do you think is going to be the odd man out, and what do you think the front office will do with them? You want me to go Brian, first? I'll or let you? you go first. All right, great. No, so I'm it, let you go first. It's going to be Shea. Uh, yeah, he's had a terrible preseason. They could send him down to the AHL without putting him on waivers. He still needs to get more time and experience down in the AHL, and uh, that's exactly what they're they're gonna they're gonna put Oscar Lindbergh on uh, IR, was what they call it in the, in the NHL. I can't believe I just called it that. Um, and so that will take care of one of the forwards, and then Shea's going to get sent down because there's really no repercussions for that. Uh, see, this is why I let Ryan go first because I know he wasn't reading any news today, and I knew that I was going to be able to just completely – Wow, really? I've been so busy. Uh, um, the report out today is the Rangers are looking to trade McElrath. And what? I would expect a trade <laughs> – you happen before the season starts. That's, are you that's serious? Yeah, McElrath is on the market. The Rangers are going to move him. Can I freak out now? Uh, yeah, I like that you are. Um, and honestly, All right, good, because <laughs> A.V. fucking hates him. He hates him. I don't understand. He's had an okay camp. Like, I like McElrath on this team. Oh, oh God, I'm angry. Go on. Uh, McElrath Sorry. is the guy I would have put on waivers anyway to put down to the AHL, and I would have kept Shea up, and I would have still – found a way to just play Dan Girardi once a week and have him be my seventh defenseman for two thirds of the season. I don't know that's never going to happen. What's really going to happen is uh, McElrath is going to get traded and Holden and Clendenning are going to just flip flop between being the um, rotation boy. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is too bad because Clendenning should be in the lineup every night on the power play. And I don't know if Nick Holden should be in the lineup every night, but he should be given a chance before Dan Girardi. Uh, and that's just not going to happen, which sucks. And um, I think it's made clear that if the Rangers could trade Dan Girardi or Mark Stahl, they would have. They can't. And they're going to buy, I would imagine, Girardi out at the end of the year just when they have more cap flexibility and there's less questions for doing so. But, uh, yeah, as, as, in, as far as what are the Rangers going to do at defense – McElrath is going to leave this team in one way or the other, and I would expect Clint Denning and Holden to be the seventh defenseman to start the season, which is, again, too bad. But there's no reason – there's no – not reason, but there's no way we would have bought it at Girardi this year. It was a next-year deal. It was right yep. before the expansion draft. We always said that. Yep. Uh, I would have been more surprised if they did. If they did, I would be pretty surprised. All right, so we answered that question uh, pretty accurately. I'm still pretty pissed off that we're shopping McElrath here, especially because it's just been so obvious how much AV hates him. I really, I really but, makes me angry. What word? What? 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 Did you just use an SAT word, Pokey? You're the lawyer here. Did he just use did, an SAT word on me? I wasn't listening. Ah, uh, well, okay, great. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, next, next question comes from Hey Peppers on Reddit. Very simply, over under ninety point season for the Rangers. That's our boy James Clark. He's a frequent guest on this podcast. Uh, I'm going to go over, Greg. You uh, over this team won. Uh, this team won. This team put up 101 points last year, and they are no worse than last year. They might be maybe a little worse because the Eastern Conference as a whole is kind of, is a little better. But uh, I'd be disappointed if this team notched up anything lower than 95 points. All right. That's that. Uh, the next question is specifically for Ryan. Question is, okay. uh, Ryan, do you remember the first time that you heard of the band U2? Yeah, um, so I was listening to this podcast you know, called You Talking U2 to Me. Uh, it's an encyclopedic compendium of all things U2, and that's the first thing I heard of U2. What is with these SAT words? This is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's really increasing Ryan can speak. vocabulary in Vegas. 
Yeah, I really, I've had to to survive out here. Of all the things, Everyone's just giving me SAT tests. Of all the things you increase in Vegas, I would not have guessed SAT words. I've just worked the whole time. Anyway. Sure, worked. worked. So yeah, you, you two, an okay band. But I did not think that before that podcast. I thought they were pretty lame. What year was this that you first heard U2? I'm sure I heard U2 when I was a child, but I believe it was two years ago. When you were a little boy? Yeah, when I was a little boy trying to be a big boy. Ryan Mead, uh, he is full hipster, so he doesn't listen to the radio ever, period. That's that's true. That's true. Facts only. What are your thoughts on waiting for um, brunch? I love brunch, and I will wait for brunch all day long. I also enjoy the band Neutral Milk Hotel. There you go. Said it out loud. Question about brunch, though. Is it only brunch if you actually eat breakfast in the morning? No. Like, if you don't eat breakfast in the morning, brunch is just breakfast. It could be just breakfast. So brunch could, brunch could be either breakfast or lunch. Yeah, but if – it, I don't know. Is the hot dog It's brunch? the hours, but yeah. the hot dog is not brunch. <laughs> uh, you can eat a hot dog at brunch. Why can't you eat a hot dog at brunch? It's like any other sandwich. You can't, no, it's not, it's not a sandwich. <laughs> you can't fool me, Greg. You can't trick me on that one. Uh, well, I don't know. Man, I think you should wake up, sheeple. <laughs> wake up. Stay woke. I hope I get to um, weigh in on the hot dog conversation at some point. Um, I'm go just, ahead now. What, what are you waiting for? Oh, it's I'm definitely just upset not a sandwich. The, well, you're definitely a fucking retard. Um, but that's not the point. Uh, the, the real point here is uh, of the three bets, of the four bets I made tonight on this Monday Night Football game, one of them was under seven points for Roberto Aguayo, and he's about to kick his second field goal. Roberto Aguayo. Oh, Sorry. I'm not happy. Sorry. I'm not happy. Keep, keep asking questions, Pokey, to distract me. Okay, so the next question I have is, uh, is there any sort of – uh, shake up in the lines uh, from last year to this year that you think is going to make a big impact, either positive or negative. And I guess maybe even before that is sort of a, a more general question of do you do you buy into line chemistry uh, as opposed to just like skill sets working together? Do you think that actually playing together like sort of makes it makes that line uh, that better if they're used to each other? Uh, Roberto Aguayo missed a field goal. Um, I swear <laughs> I was listening to that question. I do think that line chemistry matters. Uh, I think in any other sport, I think maybe it's on the same level as a quarterback to receiver relationship. How a point guard works with specific wing players in the NBA or point guard center relationship. I guess every, I guess and I guess pitcher catcher. So I guess what I'm saying is every sport chemistry matters. But in the NHL, I think you can't just take guys, throw them on a line, and expect them to gel. I think the Rangers have tried doing that before, and it clearly doesn't work. Uh, case in point, any line combination the Rangers had Eric Stahl on last year. Um, Yikes. It really, does matter. it really does matter who you're playing with, and your skills have to complement each other. Like Part of the reason why the line everyone's talked about in preseason, that's just is the Criders have been a Jad Buknovich line. And it's been great. And it's because those three styles of play have just piggybacked off each other so well. It's everyone knows where they need to be. They know the role on that line. And those are three guys I don't think – when we talked about earlier never. a couple months ago, we never put those three guys on the same line together. We were kind of constructing lines based on just who the best players are with um, and ordering them that way. But – that line's been great because those skill sets have worked perfectly together, allowed to play their natural games, and that is important. And it's not trying to handcuff people into situations 
that they're not meant to be in. And I think part of the problem was with when you would put Rick Nash and Chris Kreider on the same line, those two games are so drastically different that even though at times those might have been the two most talented Rangers on the uh, with the Penguins, Phil Kessel was on the third line, not because Phil Kessel is a bad player, just because Phil Kessel's game works so much better when he can be the focal point of a line's offensive strategy. And that was never going to be the case if he played on the same line as Malkin or Crosby. He was allowed to be the center of attention on his line, and it made him a better player, and it made the Penguins better. So, yes, I do think uh, line chemistry is super important. Is that... As far as line structure goes for the Rangers, I think the top line right now, hard to argue with um, KZB, Kreider, Zabinijad, Buknovich. That is right now the Rangers' most effective line. The second line, Zook, Miller, and Stepan is very good. I like the third line of VC Hayes and Nash. And the fourth line, I still would put Brandon Peary at center between Foss and... Um, Grabner. Grabner, yeah. I think the Rangers are actually going to put Jarris in the middle of that line and have Grabner be the 13th forward and start the season with Peary and Faust. Um, I, I agree with pretty I much everything you said. Um, one of the things I noticed here is that the defense of the third line there with Nash and VC is going to be pretty tough. Obviously, Nash is a good two-way, two-way player, but seeing VC adapt to the NHL speed will be really tough for this team. Yeah, Pretty and then as far as defensive lines go, uh, I think it, I think those are a little harder to predict. I think it's safe to assume the top pairing will be McDonough and Klein. I don't think there's been ever been any real concern about that not being the line. Uh, I still think some for some reason it'll be Shea and Girardi on the second line, and I think it's going to be Stahl and Clendenning to start the season on the third line because. I think AV realizes how important it is to have Clendenning on his power play unit, so he's going to find a way to get Clendenning uh, top six for defensemen. Oop, I am now watching football. I didn't mean to do that. Um, there you go. But, yeah, I think Holden right now is the odd man out defensively. I think Malcorath is either getting traded or waived, and I do believe that right now – forwards i i think grabner is going to be the 13th guy even though uh, nothing against josh jerris uh, i think he's a great fourth line center i just think that rangers would be a more dynamic team if peary centered grabner and foss uh, versus trying to squeeze one of grabner or peary out of the lineup and i think that is a little unfortunate greg said everything i'm done that's it i'm good boom all right, so Boom, nailed it. the next question is also one that's uh, specifically for Ryan. This comes from the, th- the Reddit thread. Ryan, uh, oh, really? Clen Denning, uh, first name Clen, last name Denning, or full last name Clen Denning? Full last name Clen Denning, and his first name's Adam. Right. <laughs> the, 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 joke, the joke was um, that you might oh, not have realized I... that first, that you might have thought his, his name was Clen Denning. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, guys. Good try. <laughs> Would that have been the most outrageous thing anyone's ever thought, though? I don't think so. No, I think, I think it sounds of... good. I like yeah. the name Clint Denning. That's on brand for you. Yeah, it's, it's it is. Up, <laughs> it's up there with it's your Switzerland alley. to Sweden nonsense. That was a one-time deal, guys. It was a one-time deal. 
Yeah, but you kept saying it. It was actually a two-time deal. Yeah, it was it was one podcast, but you said it, was... it like three times. Yeah, I know. I didn't get yep. it. I understand. No, sir. Uh, we have another question from uh, Reddit user AliDarko37. Want you guys, not really a question, or uh, it's phrased as if you guys can discuss uh, ways to avoid issues with player safety in light of the uh, concussion that Crosby suffered and what it will take for more than a slap on the wrist. Well, I think... Um, Oh, you want to go first here, Ryan? You want to cut me off again? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I want to cut you off, bro. I want to cut you off. All I right, think I, I, I deserve to speak here. I think yeah, the okay. NHL's done a pretty good job compared to the uh, the dastardly NFL at this point in time going for player safety. Uh, I think a lot of the dangerous hits have been reduced in the game over the past years. By the way, there's not like advancements in these helmets that can be made that will prevent concussions. It's a part of the game. Uh, obviously, player safety comes first, and these, these players make the league in general. But... The NHL has taken away the, the hits that have really caused injuries over the year. Obviously, we saw a very bad hit in the preseason against BC uh, from the Flyers, and that was that was tough to watch, and you always want to prevent that from happening. But you have to realize when you're on the ice, it's a split second, and you're trying to get some retaliation for your team. You're playing with emotion. You can't let that get the best of you, but I don't. I think he should have been punished, or at least he should have had a meeting about about that hit, but I can see why they didn't give it to him. Sounds like locker room now, Greg, to me. Tell, Greg, Greg, yeah, locker room talk. I'm going to grab something, you know what I mean? But, Greg, tell me why you disagree with me. Uh, I do disagree with you. I think the NHL player safety policy is an utter fucking joke. Uh, I think it's actually worse than the NFL, which is incredible. Because wow. the NHL does not have concussion protocol. The NHL uh, is inconsistent at best when it comes to questionable hits from repeat offenders. Uh, the fact that... Um, Radko Gudis can lay a hit on Jimmy VC and not get suspended and not even three days later lay a hit on another defenseless player and only get six games uh, is ridiculous. Um, there is not enough punishment being issued to players to discourage them from reckless, dangerous hits on the ice. Now, is the NHL better than it was in the late 90s when it was uh, the Wild Wild West? Absolutely. But... I, I think the NHL hasn't even made as much stri of a stride as the NFL has when it comes to protecting their own players, discouraging headhunting, and punishing repeat offenders. I, I, I honestly think the NHL player safety program is an utter fucking joke. And it is only – it's not going to get better. There's been no indication that the NHL is interested in taking any more preventative steps to prevent players from – committing dangerous hits on the ice and until that happens it what the how many games the nhl threatens to suspend people um it just doesn't matter i i i, I have no there's no reason to believe it's going to change uh can i respond can i respond moderator can i respond no your time's up <laughs> no go ahead okay uh would you get rid of fighting in, in the nhl Obviously, punching to the uh, head, punching to the head is a pretty direct cause of concussions. I don't. Need but I feel to, like, but I feel like it's a real part of the sport. Does it need to be though? Like, do, yeah, do people. It I does. Don't, I don't think actual NHL fans tune into a game to see people fight. I think they get excited when fights happen, but at the same time, I am just as entertained by a two-one close game with um, hard legal checking and some chippiness as I am a 3 nothing game that features four fights. Uh, I don't need fights. I'm, I'm completely fine if I don't see a fight any, every night in the NHL. And if there is a way to 
you know, I, I, I don't need fights. That's not why I'm a fan of hockey. I think uh, casual fans love fights, and that's why casual fans are often drawn to the sport. But I don't know. I love me a it's fight. Like, I don't, Call me a casual. <laughs> I, I, don't need, I don't need my pitcher throwing at a batter's head, and I don't need my hockey players fighting. We disagree. I, I enjoy I how much we've disagreed this podcast. This is probably the most we've ever disagreed. Uh, update for both of you, by the way. Derek Anderson threw an interception. I have now won one of my four bets tonight. Congratulations, Greg. Well done. Thank you. Thank I, you. I just want to jump in real quick on, on the most recent question is that uh, I feel like in any situation you could you can make the argument of oh, Jameis Winston just fumbled. Oh, they got it. Never mind. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you can make great update for people listening on Tuesday morning. <laughs> you can... Good job. Uh, you can make the argument that any sport is going to be more entertaining if you take away aspects of the player's safety. I mean, it's definitely going to be more entertaining to see somebody get beamed in the face and have a team brawl. It's going to be more entertaining to see helmet to helmet hits and just like crushing the quarterbacks. But I think- see, I I disagree because I used to. Sorry to cut you off here, Pokey or, or Alex, as I call you. Um, Do you? Uh, when I yeah, I call you <laughs> I call you Alex on this podcast at least. Um, when I when I used to watch the the '90s NFL when they were Doing helmet to helmet hits, I was like all for it. Obviously, I was a teenager at the point in time. But now, if you watch, I watch the NFL, I see a helmet to helmet hit, I cringe. Like we're just such a, we're more educated as a society now, where that's like not entertaining. But a fight for me is definitely entertaining in hockey. I think but then, how can you? Oh you, no, you go pokey. I, I don't want to. I, th- I think it depends on how much players are getting hurt from fights. I mean, I, I don't watch nearly as much hockey as you guys do, so I don't know how often that occurs because it does seem like from what I watch. The players, you know, maybe are like bleeding or whatever, but they're not suffering the concussions or the serious injuries from fights. But if that is occurring, then I, I, at that point, it's sort of weighing your entertainment versus their safety. And I think it's a little selfish to put your entertainment value over their safety and long-term well-being. Also, well, with 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 fights. Now I'm cutting you off, Ryan, because I don't care about you. With oh, wow. fights, what I've what I have seen and read, at least, it's not so much. Um, instantaneous injuries with the fights but it's definitely cumulative i mean we're talking we're actually talking about bare knuckle brawling there is literally no preventative measures any of these guys are using they are throwing fists at each other's faces and while we might not see the damage that night firsthand uh it's been documented that notorious fighters and goons in the nhl have had serious long-term head injuries um it's not so much like if you took away fighting, I'm not going to stop watching hockey. But if taking away fighting is part of how we stop having guys get checked from behind head first into a board because that, you know, is a retaliatory type hit, then, yeah, I'm all for getting fighting out of the game because I'm tired of watching someone like Matt Zuccarello have his neck crushed in along the board because a six foot three 230 pound defender edge to the Rangers. I, I don't want that in the game anymore. So if taking fighting out of the game helps take that out of the game, I'm all for getting rid of fighting. I don't think that ends up taking that out of the game, but that's just a, a just a different opinion. I don't I don't think if they can't if they can't fight, I feel like that would happen more. I, I uh, agree to disagree. You know, why don't you just go okay. go build your wall and then talk to me? Hey, okay, well, right? we'll do. Stay out of my. Uh, never mind. I'm not going there. Go ahead. <laughs> go uh, move on. I'm hearing Ryan's answer saying that he wants to see Zuccarello get his next match into the board. 
That's that's what I'm taking it to, Pokey. I agree. All right, Ryan. We have, oh, to, okay. we have to move on, Ryan. We have to move on. Uh, <laughs> the last last question Great. we have is uh, from user Survive in Advance. It'll be a, a little uh, different, a little lighter of a question. Uh, what is your favorite Halloween candy? Take five doesn't count because it's an unofficial sponsor. And uh, a sort of follow up uh, from user Pavel Buthnevich. Uh, wow, you did it! Nice job. I crushed it. Is candy corn really candy? Okay, Greg, I would yeah. like you to go first in this in this case. Uh, I'll start with the easy one. Candy corn is not candy because it doesn't taste like candy. It doesn't taste like corn. It's not even shaped like corn. It's just disgusting is what candy corn is. Um, candy corn is definitely a candy. It's literally in the name. <laughs> it's, it's, it's candy. Yeah, and hot dog sandwich. You can't be more self-explanatory. Hot dog sandwich. It's in the name that it's a Wait, sandwich. Ryan, so telling me that no one, no one. Ryan, you're a candy ass. Does that mean you're candy? <laughs> oh, what are you? <laughs> Boom! Are you the rock all of a sudden? Yo, NDS. Uh, I am. I'm Team Pokey here. Uh, candy corn is not a candy. It sucks. That's really all you need to know. Wait, Pokey didn't give his opinion. He just called me a candy ass. Oh yeah, yeah. Candy, so I'm team, candy ass. Candy corn is I'm both a candy Pokey. and delicious. But that's that's either here or there. Oh my god, you're both <laughs> fucking insane. See, you're not uh, Team Pokey. He just wanted this excuse to call me a candy ass. I've been waiting for yeah, well, years. <laughs> Favorite favorite Halloween candy. So the way I try and think about this, it's a candy that I never think about having. Like if I'm at a grocery store and I want to buy <laughs> – if you go to the grocery store and you want to buy candy and you, you want to get something that you're not used to having all the time, that's right. what I would consider great Halloween candy. Like I, I, I bet I, you say I some love... sour shit. I bet you're on sour shit. I'm just, I'm just I, guessing. I'm trying to think. I like – like, for example, I love Starburst and Twizzlers, but I love Starbursts and Twizzlers year-round. So I'm not necessarily excited to get those on. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with uh, Kit Kats. Kit Kat bar because I'm never thinking – when I'm at a grocery store and I see a Kit Kat bar, I don't necessarily think, oh, I got to have that. But when I get it on Halloween, I'm like, man, I forgot how much I love Kit Kat bars. Hey Greg, can you, like, can you just break me up a piece of that? Yeah, just a little, little piece. I think I think Kit Kat might be my favorite Halloween candy. Hate the Kit Kat answer. The uh, take you five. You love apples with razors in them. I love apples with razors, and that's all I eat. <laughs> um, take five is an unofficial sponsor, along with Almond Joy, a delicious candy that I really do enjoy on Halloween. But oh, disgusting. Yeah, I would say disgusting. disgusting. Okay, we we all we all agree that's the best candy, but uh, uh, I will say, Mr. Goodbar, very underrated for Halloween. Get, no, it's kind out. of it's not. It, <laughs> okay, thanks, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Love me so, a Mr. Goodbar on Halloween. I like the nuts. I love the nuts, guys. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so what, what what I'm understanding about you, Ryan, is you were the kid that loved to go trick or treating at four and made sure you were home before seven thirty. It's dark out. I can't see. <laughs> Unbelievable. I want everyone Mr. to see my costume. I have to Mr. I have to do it right after school. Mr. Goodbar. Thirty percent of our listening audience didn't even know Mr. Goodbar was a candy. It's a, definitely a delicious candy for everyone to try out. I do like take five, but I wasn't gonna say that. Do you guys have a it's lot of definitely a candy I'm, I don't eat. Yeah, we have a <laughs> <laughs> Pro- probably. We don't Yeah, know. probably, almost certainly. Yeah, I don't want to see why. I just have why to not? say that uh, it, that if, if Kaplan's logic is that he likes the candy that's sort of got like a Halloween feel to it. The most obvious choice is candy corn. 
If that's like it's the, candy corn. That's the Halloween no, okay. candy. So, couple couple things here. Um, the one of the rules in my house was if the candy didn't come individually wrapped, you couldn't eat it. Okay. That like. Um, oh, that was just, also, that if was it wasn't Kaplan household rule, if the candy didn't have at least a seven on Jew or not Jew, Cap couldn't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's name candies. Have, so Kit Kat's a seven. Uh, no, 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 no. So candy corn. Have you have? Has candy corn ever come individually wrapped? No. Red flag. So I, I didn't have. I've never had candy corn until I was about like college going age, and at that point. What the fuck is the appeal of candy corn? It, it's terrible. It's delicious. It's that simple. No, it's awful. Can, can, I, can, I, throw a, can, I, can I throw it's, a curveball here? No, uh, it's like someone saying they love beer. You don't like beer. Nobody likes beer. You I love, love beer. Because you have to. That's candy That's not corn. true. I like a good beer. No, you know you're lying. This is not, not <laughs> a lie. All right. No, you're lying. You live in a world where you stuff. have to drink beer? Yeah, like, uh, Greg, Greg, I think you have a problem. Okay. okay, Donald Trump is running for president. Are you sure this is – like, if this isn't a world where you have to drink beer, what is? I think that's called having a problem, Greg. Just going to say that out loud. Just uh, Everyone send Greg his support, their support. He needs it. Uh, popcorn balls. two of the podcast of Greg's intervention. Yeah, Greg, I mean, there's something I, – I really invited Pokey on this podcast for one reason. There's something we didn't tell you, buddy. You got a problem. I don't want to hear it from the guy that's currently in Vegas. There's literally that's, nothing you can say to me that is not. Uh, I mean, I'm here for work, my friend. Uh, popcorn yeah, balls work. is that a candy for Halloween? No. Popcorn balls? What the fuck's a popcorn ball? You didn't get popcorn balls as a kid when you went out? No. For four o'clock to seven thirty? I don't know what is with you and like needing balls and nuts on Halloween, dude. I just love balls and nuts, my friend. I don't know what to tell you. No, I I, I love balls and nuts. Uh, someone someone sample that, and uh, yeah, that's it. I, I've never heard of popcorn balls in my. You've never life. heard of popcorn Where? balls? Are you kidding me? You're from the tri-state area, Greg. Yeah, I've never heard of popcorn balls. They they do the individually wrapped popcorn balls that come in like Halloween themed uh, packaging. They even come in packaging. See now, Ryan, I grew up in an affluent neighborhood where you could actually afford oh. to buy candy. You didn't have to make okay, your so, own. So you, so wait, you got the full bars then? Don't lie, you got the full bars. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> okay. The house that had king size bars? Are you kidding me? Those houses were the shit, and you go there first. Ugh. All right. All right, fine. I Listen, I didn't have that privilege. We got popcorn balls in Mr. Goodbar. That's why I like it. Classic popcorn oh, privilege. Sounds like here. you grew up in – yeah, it sounds like you grew up in a shit neighborhood if you ask me. Not saying I didn't. <laughs> As someone who's been to Ryan's house a lot, that is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> it's better now. It's better now. Things are things are good now. It's good now. Go on though. Uh, is that the last question we had? Uh, yeah, I just want to say, uh, uh, based on that question, I feel like you guys are sleeping on Reese's a lot. Reese's was not always... sleep, not sleeping on Reese's. Reese's is a great candy. It was always my favorite thing to get. I basically would just like throw all the other car- candy out for being garbage candy compared to the magical Reese's that were in there. See, yeah. I see. Uh, I don't mind Reese's. I'd stop short of saying I look forward to eating a Reese's peanut butter cup though. Oh, that's cool. You enjoy life. Why don't you just go ahead and drink that beer, Greg? <laughs> if I got a Reese's, I would eat it, but it's not like if I had if I had a beer, I'd drink if it. If I had if I had five choices for candies, I, Reese's doesn't make the cut. Yeah, we know. We've been over this. Twizzlers, sour gummy patch. I've never said one thing about sour gummy patch or okay. sour patch kids, check, which is what they're called. You check the tapes. I I never said it. You you said it. You said, oh, you probably like something sour or something gummy. And I said, uh, why, don't you eat, "Why don't you eat your not pulling peel Twizzlers?" Jesus Christ! 
Anyway, uh, any more questions for us, Pokey? Uh, I don't think so. I think we've we've covered everything. And I think we had a good amount of nonsense there for uh for a bit. So I think we're all good. Yeah. Uh, well, good is uh. No, a, rel- a, rel- a relative term. Relative. Yeah. Um, I will say now we're coming back later this week to do another pod if I'm not mistaken. Am I right? We are. I'm flying back during the first Ranger game, so that's fun. Uh, I'll probably be landing around the end of the first period or the or the middle of the second. I will be driving back to my house and keeping updated on from JFK on the, on my uh, phone. Uh, I'll be watching the game, and then we will come back and do a live reaction to Rangers Islanders Thursday night. Awesome. And by, li- and, uh, and by live, I mean posted Friday morning. So, I guess I guess we we shouldn't end a podcast without actually giving our Rangers season prediction, right? Okay. Do you want to you want you want to put a number on it? You I'll let you go first. You put a number on it where the Rangers finish, all that good stuff. I like. I think they finished third in the division. I, I I think they'll finish right behind Washington and Pittsburgh. I think the Devils come in fourth. My personal opinion. I think the Islanders end up missing the playoffs this year. Um. That team has actually lost a lot of depth. I think the Rangers maybe finished with 99 points this year. I feel like they finished two points less. Something I, I think that, that early run last year uh, ends up being the key to why they got to 101 points last year. And uh, this team ends up in third, makes the playoffs, and then we'll uh, – man, once we get there, it's going to be a tough road. Uh, I do think the Rangers will finish third in the Metro. I think – this is a team that finishes around that 99-100 point mark. But I don't think this team has a deep Stanley Cup playoff run in their belt. They might. If the Rangers have to play a fully healthy Penguins team in round one again, it's going to be a very short trip, especially if they don't. Uh, if they don't do something about their just god-awful defensive unit. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I, I think I think the Rangers are basically going to be the exact same team they were last year because fantastic with all this improvement. That, yeah, I mean they're younger, which is nice, but as their their ceiling yeah. is limited as long as the defense is manned by Mark Stahl and Dan Girardi. There's only so much you can do. All right, um, I'll, I'll give some plugs real quick. You can always uh, find us at BlueShirtsBreakaway.com. Go ahead and buy our T-shirts. Got some more orders over the weekend. Pretty happy to see that. Uh, support us there. Uh, you can go follow us on Instagram at BlueShirtsBreakaway, Twitter at BlueShirtsBreak, and uh, I think that's our – go to our Facebook page for some up in, uh, in-week in updates from Greg and I, mostly Greg, absolutely just Greg, uh, on Facebook.com slash BlueShirtsBreakaway. I'm wearing my shirt right now, by the way. And – Thanks, really appreciate it. Ooh. Love the support. Yeah, I'm I'm still waiting for him uh, for Ryan to ship mine. So you know, I shipped whatever. it. Whatever. Oh, yeah, I shipped it to your friend. Sorry. Yeah, you shipped it. I I ordered one for my friend and for myself, and you shipped one to my friend, but not for me. I did. Yeah, I did. That's nice. <laughs> I'll 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 be right here waiting. I gave you literally eighteen dollars for a shirt. I, that I thought that was just I a test. Part of a podcast for. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's buddy. not like you gave me the money back. <laughs> I didn't even know if I got it yet. All right. We'll, we'll double check this after the podcast. Oh I think that was oh, a test. Oh, I think oh. that was a test. All right. All right. Thanks everyone oh, for listening. God. I love you all. We'll see you Friday morning. Oh, Pokey, God, thanks for hosting. And Greg, I hate you. That's it. I I can't stand you. I really can't. Vote Kenneth Bone. Bye. Oh.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.